Praise the Lord. Welcome to this week's Weekly Word, brought to you by Redeeming Love Church here in Gamaliel, Kentucky. rlcgamaliel.blogspot.com We want to welcome you and remind you what we do here in the Weekly Word is simply read scriptures and uh, confessions and that type of thing and try to keep the comments limited. That way it gets you over the hump and into the weekend because we know that some people can't attend a midweek Bible study, a midweek service for various reasons, and we want this to be a blessing to you. So praise God, we want to uh, begin with our seven healing confessions based on the Word of God. Some of it straight scripture, some of it put into uh, first person, you know, generally speaking, talking about ourselves. And that's the way the Bible is. The Bible is God's Word written to us. So, praise God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. And He is quickening, making alive my mortal body by the Spirit that dwells in me. That's based on Romans 8, 11. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That is Acts 10:38. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. That's Hebrews 13:8. So if, it, if he's the same in all three of those time periods, which are the only time periods that exist, he's still uh, going about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. It's God's with him. God's with us. We're his body. Here on the earth, it's carried out through us. Praise God. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed, so I am healed. That's based on 1 Peter 2, verse 24. Himself, Jesus, took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. That's based on Matthew 8, 17. God restored health to me and healed me of my wounds. That's based on Jeremiah 30 and verse 17. And finally, affliction shall not rise up the second time. That's Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. If he, once you're healed, don't let him put it back on you. He'll try. Don't let the devil put it back on you. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. I want to read some scriptures this week on the uh, subject of love. Agape. Uh, love. It, it's... Agape is the Greek word for love, and it's Strong's tw number 26, number 26 in the Strong's Concordance in the Greek, a word to which Christianity gave new meaning. Outside of the New Testament, it rarely occurs in existing Greek manuscripts of the period. Agape denotes an undefeatable benevolence, an unconquerable goodwill that always seeks the highest good of the other person, no matter what he does. It's the self-giving love that gives freely without asking anything in return, and does not consider the worth of its object. Agape is more a love by choice than philos, which is love by chance, and it refers to the will rather than the emotion. Praise God. Agape describes the unconditional love God has for the world. So I'm going to begin with Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified or proven right by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice 
in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or endurance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God, the agape of God, has been poured out in our hearts, our spirits, by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Praise God forevermore. We know that the that hope of great future blessings will not turn out to be false because the Holy Spirit gives lavish evidence in our hearts of God's love for us. I want to read the uh, 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians in the Amplified Classic translation. I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's only 13 verses long. The Amplified, that can get a little bit long, but uh, I want to... I want you to take note of verses 4 through 8. Uh, Brother Hagen always talked about, Kenneth E. Hagen always talked about, if we read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 in the Amplified Bible, every day for 30 days, we'd be changed. Our hearts would be changed. We'd, we'd uh, grow so much from it. So, I, you know, I suggest you do that too. And keep reading it every day, not just for 30 days, but keep on. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Amplified Classic Translation. If I can speak with in the tongues of men and even angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned in order that I may have glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Now verse 4, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not rude or unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights, or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It's not touchy or fretful, fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. it. pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Verse 8, love never fails. Never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they'll be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it'll pass away. It'll lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, 
incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching, is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and perfect will, la will vanish away, become an antiquated void, and supersede it. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. Now that I've become a man, I'm done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we're looking into a mirror that gives only a dim or blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But, when, but then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Verse 13, And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God in divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Praise God. That's 1 Corinthians 13 in the Amplified Classic translation. Now I want to read uh, a couple of singular verses before I move forward. Or a couple of shorter openings. In 1 Peter chapter 4, in verse 7, it says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. And right there he's quoting uh, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 12. And I want to go back to that and read Proverbs 10, 12. This is the New King James translation, by the way, other than other than 1 Corinthians 13. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Praise God. Now I want to move on to uh, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, Therefore the world doesn't know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we're children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, praise God, just as he is pure. Pure is uh, the word hagnos. From the same root as hagios, which is holy, the adjective describes a person or thing as clean, modest, pure, undefiled, morally faultless, and without blemish. Christ's ability to overcome temptation and remain pure makes him a role model for all believers. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us? We should be called children of God. He calls us children, friends, Servants, praise God. 
Now I want to read uh, further in 1 John, beginning with chapter 4 and verse 7, and over into chapter 5. Praise God. Verse 7, 1 John 4, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Praise God. Let me read verse 8 again. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation, halasmos in the Greek, 2434 in the Strong's, uh, the word describes Christ through his sacrificial death as appeasing the wrath of God on account of sin. Praise God. By means of the atoning death of Christ, God can be merciful to the sinner who believes in him and reconciliation is effected. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. For we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him. God abides in him. Whoever, verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. Verse 16, very important verse. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Glory to God. Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Praise God. That lines up with John 17, 23, when Jesus said that uh, the Father God loves us as much as he loves him. So, as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love, complete love, casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who has fear has not been made perfect in love. Fear is the word phobos in the Greek, 5401 in the Strong's. In classical Greek, the word signified flight. Later it became, later it came to denote that which causes flight. Hence fear, terror, and dread. In the New Testament, phobos denotes both the fear of, of terror and the fear of reverence toward God. Reverential respect and trust. The English word phobia transliterates the Greek word. Verse 19, we love him. Because he first loved us. If, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? That's not talking about your natural brother. That's talking about your brother in Christ or sister. And in this commandment we have from him, 
that he who loves God must love his brother also. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. What is his commandment? John thirteen thirty four. We'll read that here in a minute. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We're going to finish up today reading in John. John chapter 3. In verse 16, we know this, For God so loved, that's the, the agape verb, agape, the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, relies on him, and clings to him, not just believes in him, you know, the demons believe and tremble, they're not Christians, they're not born again, believes in, trusts in, relies on, and clings to, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Not the second death in the lake of fire, everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should, through him, might be saved. And that word saved is the Greek word sozo, which means saved, healed, cured, preserved, kept safe and sound, rescued from danger and destruction and delivered, that he's given us new lives and caused us to have new hearts. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. And finally, John chapter 13, verse 34, A new commandment I give to you, let you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Praise God. And that covers the Ten Commandments. All of them. You know, uh, if you love someone, you're not going to covet their wife or the wife or, or their things. You're not going to steal. You're not going to lie if you walk in love. So praise God. Thank God for His love. You know, I, I wanted to go over this because we just had Valentine's Day and everybody thinks that love is just some gushy thing. But there are several meanings for love in the in the Greek and in uh, agape is the one that we concentrate on because God loves us. That's God's love for us. And you know, there's philos, which is like brotherly love. That's where Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, gets its name, city of brotherly brotherly love. There's eros, which is erotic love, storge. Um, there, there's different words in the Greek for love. But I wanted us to concentrate on this today. And you, you know, if you're out there and you might say, I don't know the love of God. I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I've never become a Christian. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Let's not wait another day. Just pray this simple prayer with us and you'll be a Christian and you'll spend eternity with Jesus. Praise God. 
you'll live forever with him. Not in hell with the devil and his cohorts, not in the lake of fire, reserved for the devil and his people, his angels, whatever, his demons, all those that he drags in with him. No, you'll spend it uh, in the presence of God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. He said in John 6, 37, if they come, I won't cast them out. I won't turn them away. And he won't turn you away. I don't care what you've done. He won't turn you away. If you haven't rejected him, come to him now. Come to him. Pray this prayer with us. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am. Your word says, if I come, you won't turn me away. You won't cast me out. Jesus, come into my heart as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my past sins and ask forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. I'm born again, born from above. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing, and I will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you, Father, for healing me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-living, word-doing, word-teaching church. Sit under people that are teaching the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. And if you get online or watch broadcast TV or whatever, find ministers that are preaching the gospel and listen to them. Listen to what they have to say and stay in the Word. Get a good devotional going every day. There's ones out there that you can do in just minutes, a couple minutes. and Keep the Word before your eyes. Thanks for joining us this week on the Weekly Word. Have a blessed rest of the week and a wonderful weekend.